Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Wednesday, March 16th, 2022. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to discuss a really outstanding DFS slate for tonight. It's a 12-gamer, so we have 24 of the 30 NBA teams in action, all kinds of stuff to go over here, and we are going to hit every game, and we're going to go over it and get you ready for some big takedowns. We love these huge slates here at Coach Talk. When we get these double-digit slates, we have had our best success. I think it gives us a bigger edge because we're building uh, hand-building lineups and we're working through all of it. So stick with us here through the podcast and we'll get you completely ready, barring any late news, uh, which there always is some, but we'll get you close to ready for uh, this evening's slate. Real quickly before we jump in, I have to mention our best deal that we've ever offered here at Coach Talk. It gives you the best opportunity to get involved here, jump in our Discord, see what our community is all about. I think that you will absolutely love it. Once people jump in here with us, they have a tendency to stay for a long time. And we have a lot of great members that have been with us for for two years. So uh, the deal is very simple. It is our MLB deal for this year, and it generally starts on April 7th and goes all the way till October 2nd, but anytime you sign up for it for that deal from right now, so today uh, through all the way until October 2nd, you get the baseball pricing deal. So it's almost three weeks at the front end of it here that you get to check us out, try us out before baseball even starts. And with everything here at Coach Talk, once you're a member, you get everything that we offer. So you're going to get all of our NBA lineups, and we cover that all the way through the playoffs that end on uh, June 16th. We cover every week of PGA action, both full tournament and weekend. And then we obviously will be covering baseball every single day all the way through uh, the end of the regular season on October 2nd. So you can dive into this, have everything we offer. Uh, if you want to split it into two payments, we have $111, uh, two payments, and you're good. You're good through October 2nd. And then even as a bonus, you'll get the beginning of the NFL season on the other side in September uh, until that October 2nd date. So you will have in this package, uh, all four of our major sports uh, that we cover. So come join us. Go to dfscoachtalk.com, and that's where you can sign up and dive in. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, thumbs up. Uh, please hit that alert button in the upper corner so that you can know when any of our podcasts post. And then hit that sub subscribe button for us. It really, really helps us here. Uh, on YouTube, we put uh, podcasts and prize picks and prop podcasts out both every day. Uh, we're doing that for, for basketball and baseball. We do it for football. And uh, we just would love your support. Uh, whether you're listening on our audio podcast, anywhere podcasts can land, that's Spotify, iHeart, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're there. A quick five-star rating on those and a quick comment. It qualifies you for a drawing at the end of each month for a free membership. Also, uh, we have a uh, on YouTube, we'd love for you to hit the thumbs up and the subscribe button. That really helps us move up the algorithm as well. And then uh, two last things real quickly. We have an NCAA bracket competition uh, that starts uh, tomorrow. So, uh, get in today or before the, the tip of uh, tomorrow night's games in the NCAA. We have some uh, free memberships and some great free merch from Coach Talk. It uh, doesn't cost anything to get in. Uh, we'd love to have you in that contest. You can also see it posted on our Twitter at DFS Coach Talk uh, and dive in that with us. Then we have a huge announcement on our, we're giving away a free membership for the entire MLB season. So it's a $222 value plus because it's all those other sports that I had mentioned prior. All you have to do is check us out on Twitter, 
you'll see that contest uh, pinned, pinned in there at DFS Coach Talk, and then just follow the guidelines there. Just uh, retweeting, I believe, like it, and you have to add it to somebody else on Twitter. Some very quick steps, and you're automatically entered into that drawing, uh, which we will do before the MLB season starts. Okay, thank you for sticking with me there. You know, we had a, a bigger introduction than normal, but a lot to do here. Uh, but we're going to dive in. We've got 12 games, and we're going to hit them one by one, no breaks, all the way through. We got this covered, and we got you covered, and this is a takedown day. First game, 7 o'clock, Atlanta Hawks, Charlotte Hornets. It is Charlotte minus two. It's a 239 total, 118 and a half implied for Atlanta, 120 and a half implied for the Charlotte Hornets. So right off the bat, they both bust that 115 implied total, which is a magic number for us here at Coach Talk. Uh, really try to uh, hone in on those games where we're having both teams with implied totals like that and with a close spread. Atlanta comes in 500. They're 34 and 34. Charlotte, one game shy of that at 34 and 35. For Atlanta, we have a questionable, I'm sorry, a probable tag on Danilo Gallinari. We know John Collins is out, so that affects that rotation. Gordon Hayward remains out for the Charlotte Hornets. Coming into this game, Atlanta has the 22nd fastest pace, Charlotte fourth, so big pace up for Atlanta. Defensively, these teams are, are lousy, 27th and 23rd respectively. So you're going to get a lot of possessions, a lot of potential for some big numbers here from the DFS side. Trey Young in a great spot at 10.3, uh, certainly very, very playable here. Um, you can go down to a Clint Capella at 6-1, definitely gets some extra burn with Collins out. Um, other than that, you, you know, you've got a lot of mid-range price guys that if you think they're going to really step up in an up pace game here, you got great deals on all of them. 4-9 Kevin Herter, 4-8 DeAndre Hunter, 4-5 Danilo Gallinari, and a little bit more expensive uh, Bogdan Bogdan Bogdanovich, 6-3 off the bench. So those would be the options there. If you really want to take a GPP swing, you have a little extra play for a Kongwu at 3-9 uh, in that rotation behind Capella uh, with Collins being out. On the Charlotte side of the ball, LaMelo Ball uh, is 8-5, Terry Rozier 8-2. Uh, either one, a good option here. Atlanta does not defend well at all, fourth worst in the league. Miles Bridges at 7-9, just a little bit cheaper, but... You know, three pretty higher priced guys now, so it, it limits the exact amount of exposure you want to have there. You also have the option to buy down a P.J. Washington at 5-4, Mason Plumley 4-4, Montrez Harrell off the bench at 4-6. I think here, you know, really the way I'm looking at it, either Miles Bridges at that 7-9 number or LaMelo at 8-5. If I'm going to commit to Trey Young at 10-3 on the other side, I'd like to bring it back with one really good player from the Charlotte side, and I'm leaning ball or bridges at this point. All right, game two, it's seven o'clock as well. Philadelphia 76ers at Cleveland Cavaliers should be a really good game. Not the best DFS game though. It is a pretty close spread. Philly a four and a half point road favorite, 217 and a half total. 111 implied for the Sixers, 106.5 for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Coming into this game, Philadelphia is 41 and 26, Cleveland 39 and 29. No injuries at all uh, reported for Philly. Three guys out for Cleveland Jared Allen, Rajon Rondo, and Dean Wade. So two starters basically and one rotational player. So a little thinner uh, on the Cleveland side here. Statistically, Philadelphia now the slowest team in the league. So uh, pace down, but not by much. Cleveland's 28th. So you have two of the three slowest pace teams in the league, which definitely is the kiss of death for DFS generally. Unless this game stays super close and they 
uh, go overtime or over times. Uh, that's really your best bet to get a smash spot here, even though we have some really good players on both sides. On top of the tremendously slow pace, you have two great defenses here, 11th and 4th respectively. So not a DFS game, a game I'd like to watch, but not really a good DFS game because a lot of these guys are priced too high. Maxi at 7K, Harden at 10-1, Embiid at 11-1. Those are some big numbers to go after in a really tight uh, fought game that's going to be slow and defensive. Garland's expensive on the other end at 9K, uh, and then you have Mobley up to 7.9, which isn't too bad. He's playing well, but this is against Embiid. So I don't want any of those pay-up guys. I, I love this game. I love these players and these teams. I just don't see you, that you're going to get maximum uh, ceiling here with these high-priced guys. And then, you know, the secondary guys, it's just too risky. I know people are biting a lot on Tobias Harris because he's only 6'8", but he is such a, like, fourth option now that it's just really hard for him to get to his number, especially against a good defensive team. If you want to go lower on the other side, you know, Laurie Markin and at 5'7", can get you there. Um, Kevin Love at 6'2", off the bench, and Karis Levert at 6'8", off the bench. But... Yeah, again, I just I see this as a pass game for me. Tons of talent, but not conducive to really a good ceiling or bang for your buck from the DFS side. All right, the third seven o'clock game is the Denver Nuggets at the Washington Wizards. Denver's favored by six. It's a 228 and a half total, 117.25 implied for Denver, 111.25. Uh, for the Washington Wiz Wizards. Denver comes in 41 and 28, Washington 29 and 38. We have questionable tags on uh, Aaron, Aaron Gordon and Zeke Naji. Uh, certainly uh, interesting to know what those two guys are going to be doing. We'll have that uh, info before lock, we would assume, since it's the, one of the first games. Uh, Gordon is a starter. You know, who would uh, replace him? Uh, we'll look through that. But also we have uh, Jamichael Green as probable. The three guys out, Kanchar, Murray, and Porter. No injuries at all listed for the Washington Wizards. Coming in statistically, slow teams, again, 21st and 25th. So the fact that it's a 228.5 total is pretty impressive with, with two slower-paced teams. Reason that number's decent, not good defense again. 16th for Denver, 24th for Washington. Uh, where do we, you know, what do we look at here? Who would replace Gordon in that lineup? I mean, it could be Jermichael Green. That is a possibility. Um, it could be Zeke Naji if he does play. You know, there's a couple of different combinations. They can go small and go Bones Highland. Austin Rivers is an option. Again, none of them make you jump out of your seat for sure. Uh, there are some value plays, though. Monty Morris is only 5-1. Will Barton's 5-8. Jeff Green, 4. Aaron Gordon, if he does play, is only 5-3. He has come down. And then those guys I mentioned off the bench, Rivers, 3-5. Highland, 4-2. Jermichael Green, 3-3. Three, three. Uh, Najee, dead K at uh, 3K, dead low price, min price. So there is value there. Let's see what this lineup is going to look like. And it is tempting against a, a poor defensive team in Washington to get a little value here out of this Denver game. Obviously, your best play is, is the Joker, but he's that big 11-9 tag. So if he's your pay-up option, uh, then that is a very respectable spot to go. For the Wizards, you know, you've got uh, basically the Kuzma – Porzingis uh, look. Kuzma's up to 8-4. Porzingis is 7-2. You're getting a decent amount of minutes for Porzingis, but he's still on a bit of a uh, restriction. We'll, we'll see if any of that news changes. Kuzma's been solid at 8-4, uh, but you know it is a commitment to pay up to him in a game. It only has a six-point spread in Washington, so may be a good spot if you're going with a medium build. 
After that, really just a little bit too risky on the Coldwell Popes, Kispert's, Hashimura, Avdia, Daniel Gafford, Ish Smith, Thomas Zadaransky. They're playing a lot of guys. They're out of it. They know it. And uh, that's the only thing that concerns me. Uh, the guy that really, the, the two guys that do get the biggest minutes, though, are Caldwell Pope and Kyle Kuzma, followed by a cheap 3-7 Howell Neto. So those guys can all be discussed. Um, if, I'd lent, if I was going to go anywhere there, it would be to pay up for Kuzma. All right, let's go on to the 7.30 game. There are two 7.30 games, actually. The first one is the Portland Trailblazers and the New York Knicks. Knicks, double-digit favorites. Portland's a, a huge dog every game, and all they've been doing is either winning or staying right in these games. It doesn't make any sense. But, man, are they playing hard and trying to stay competitive uh, against all odds because they have a terrible lineup. But the Knicks are favored by 11, 224.5 total, 106.75 implied for Portland, 117.75 implied for the Knicks, which is one of their higher numbers uh, this season. Portland comes in 26 and 41, the Knicks 28 and 40. So the Knicks are barely any, their record's barely better than Portland, which is really uh, shocking under the circumstances. A lot of guys here. Justice Winslow, questionable. It's an important thing to know for Portland because he's been playing a decent role uh, with them when he was in. He's been out quite some time. I'm sure he'll have some restriction, but it will hurt that rotation of the Ellaby's Hearts, Watfords, those kind of guys. So let's get that news on Winslow. Guys that are out, Bledsoe, Lillard, Luzada, Nurkic, Simons. For the Knicks, three guys out, Grimes, Noel, and Rose. So statistically speaking here, we've got Portland 17th in pace, Knicks 24th. Uh, you've got Portland, the, the 28th defense, so third worst in the entire league, and Knicks 10th. So the Knicks have uh, at least deeded up at times, but uh, still can't turn that into any wins. Uh, a couple of things here, you know, Brandon Williams at 6'5", he smashed for me last time. He's really looked good in extended minutes. Then you've got uh, Josh Hart is up to 8'6". Massive games the last two games out, uh, but 8'6 is an aggressive number uh, against a Knicks team that's pretty slow and pretty good defensively. So I'm not interested today. Uh, trended Watford's had several games in a row, very respectable. He's all the way up to six, eight and drew Eubanks is inched up to five, seven now. So all these Ellaby's Watford's Eubanks that we were getting at three something, uh, have now, uh, are starting to get to a point where they're really not that playable because they're still using bench. They have Keon Johnson, justice Winslow, may be back. Elijah Hughes has looked a lot better at three K. You know, they're getting Brown some minutes. They picked up Chris Dunn on a 10-day contract. He may get a few minutes. So, in essence, I'm not comfortable much with the Portland team, except for Brandon Williams uh, at 6'5", still in play for me uh, on that side of the ball. Maybe Drew Eubanks at 5'7", but not rushing to get him. But not as interested in Portland as I have been because really a lot of that value is going away. For the Knicks, you know, you've got your two main targets here. R.J. Barrett's back down to 7-7. He was up in the eights for a while. Randall staying in the mid-nines at 9-5. Those are the two guys that have the potential to really go off. Uh, committing to one of them here, I think, is a good play. Uh, I don't know if I'd have the courage to go both. Um, there is blowout potential with 11, but the way the Knicks have played, they have not blown out many teams at all. And like I say, Portland, as bad as they are, have been scrappy. So I am interested in Barrett and or Randall. Uh, not wanting to dig and, you know, beg for points from Burks, Fournier, Robinson, Quickly, Sims, uh, Toppin, Gibson. All those guys are getting minutes and really fluctuating uh, with what they uh, put out there. Yes, Mitchell Robinson can have a ceiling game but he needs those four or five blocks to get there, so it is a bit risky. All right, the other 7.30 game. 
Dallas Mavericks, Brooklyn Nets. Dallas a one and a half point favorite on the road against the revived Brooklyn Nets that have been smacking people around all of a sudden. But it's a home game in Brooklyn, so no Kyrie after dropping 60 yesterday. Amazing lately. First of all, you had two NBA records set. Uh, you had one being, it's the first time in NBA history on back-to-back nights, you've had two guys go for 60-plus. Cat in our roster yesterday was 60, or two days ago was 60, and then Kyrie followed up yesterday at 60. And it's also the first time that any teammates on the same team have gone for over 55 in consecutive games. Uh, it was done with KD in their last game, had 56 and in this game, as we said, Kyrie had 60. So some really amazing things and, and incredible to watch. Uh, just uh, if you want to see a, a beautiful 60 points, Kyrie Irving, watch those highlights, man. He did everything. Threes, drives, finishes, follow-ups. I mean, it was, it was really a, a thing to watch. So amazing. Hats off to Kyrie for that performance. But he doesn't get to join in in this Mavericks game. So this should be a hard-fought game, a good targetable game, but it's only 220.5 on the total. So we have to watch this one closely. Like I said, 111 implied for Dallas, 109.5 for the Brooklyn Nets. Dallas comes in 42-26, and 26, playing really good ball. Brooklyn looking resurgent at 36-33. and 33. <clears throat> for the injuries for Dallas, out are Bullock, Chris, Hardaway, and Pinson. Bullock being the one that affects that rotation. Dinwiddie steps into that starting role. For Brooklyn, uh, two important questionable tags, uh, Seth Curry and Cam Thomas. Important to know, you know their status because uh, they get pretty heavy minutes, especially Curry, in that rotation even more so with Kyrie out. So let's follow that news. LMA, Kyrie, obviously, and Simmons are all out. So coming into this game, <clears throat> we know we've got um, one scenario here where there's only two of them on this whole card, but Brooklyn is on the second night of a back-to-back. They didn't have to extend anybody very much yesterday except for Kyrie, and he's not playing. So I don't think the second night of a back-to-back is going to have any effect on the Nets whatsoever, to be honest with you. So uh, that's the that one in the next game with Phoenix. They're the only two teams out of all 24 teams here that have the second night of a back-to-back. Nobody's on the first night because they only have one game tomorrow uh, because of the start of the NCAA tournament. So Brooklyn's second night of the back-to-back, we're not going to weigh that in at all. And we've got uh, Dallas, the second slowest team in the league. And Brooklyn, ninth fastest. So big pace down for Brooklyn, big pace up for the Dallas Mavericks. As far as uh, defensive team efficiency, Dallas has been steady and solid for the last couple months, sitting at sixth. Brooklyn is below average at 18th. So how do we look at this game? Is Luka a key buy-up? I think he is. Uh, 11-5, it's, you know, it's a, Pretty healthy price, but, you know, a couple of things come into play here. Uh, The pace from Brooklyn, the fact that, uh, you know, Dallas, this should be a close game for Dallas. Luke has been hot. Uh, He, you know, we have one of the the shoot volume three-point shooters out um, in Bullock and just a a good spot here uh, without a great matchup for the Nets uh, to defend. Probably Bruce Brown guards Luka, uh, at least to start off. They may even throw Kevin Durant on him a little bit as well. So I do like Luka in this spot. Not as crazy about the, the when Brunson and Dinwiddie start together, it's a little bit of, you know, they take a little bit of each other's lunch right there because they're both solid. Brunson's only 5'9", which is his lowest price in a while. Dinwiddie's 6'5". Both can get there. There's no doubt. It's just there's some risk incurred uh, with either one of them. Not comfortable with any of the other Mavericks players as far as getting to a number on a slate this big. So won't even go there. 
As far as Brooklyn goes, it looks like Dragic is going to continue to start at center or center. Yeah, right. In his mind at point guard. And he's only 4'2". So he's a decent play, especially with Kyrie out. And we don't know Curry's status. If Curry sits, he's 5'3". Uh, you know, that's big news. That helps Dragic a lot. And guys like Patty Mills off the bench. Um, but if he's in and he's no limits, Curry could uh, certainly... Uh, make it happen here. Bruce Brown, not a bad option at 5-2 because he's going to get those minutes chasing Luka around. KD, a great play. I mean, let's face it, he's 10-9. No Kyrie. Didn't push himself yesterday. Uh, Huge, great play here. I love KD tonight. Uh, A lot of my lineups will will have the the duel of KD versus Luka. I'm comfortable with that. I uh, won't have 100% on the on all, uh, those two because there are some higher uh, games here. We have a 240 and a couple high 230s, and this one's only 220 and a half. But the way the focal point for both of these teams are going to be Luke and KD. It's that simple, and neither side has a great answer for them. So uh, I would say for hand building, uh, one of the key lineups, I, I love having that correlation of Luca versus KD here and they will try to outdo each other no doubt and you have Andre Drummond to five six you can have him in the conversation we know that Dallas struggles against bigs but it is a back-to-back for Drummond not sure how much they'll push him you'll see a little Nick Claxton and James Johnson in there so there is some risk although Drummond didn't play much uh, at all in the second half because that game you know was a 40-point game so uh, Drummond's playable. I uh, wouldn't mind 5-6. Uh, uh, I think it's very fair. I think he's a decent play as well. All right, we got to get a coffee sip here. I'm sorry, folks, but we're halfway through. Six down and two, four, six. Oh, no, five down, seven to go. <laughs> what a big card. All right, the next one, 8 o'clock. We've got two 8 o'clock games, Phoenix Suns, Houston Rockets. Phoenix double-digit favorites on the road, 11-point favorite. They are on a road trip. It is the second night of a back-to-back, and they did have to play some guys some extended minutes yesterday. So it could affect uh, the outcome. It could keep this game a little closer. Houston always has the potential of getting crushed, but they also have been scrappy of late and stuck into some games. So interesting game here. Phoenix 11, a nice 235.5 total. Massive 123.25 implied for Phoenix. Houston not bad at 112.25. As far as um, injuries in this game, Phoenix has Cam Johnson questionable. That's important because he plays a big role when he's in there. We already know Kaminsky, Lundberg, Paul, and Sarge are out. For Houston, questionable tag on Eric Gordon. And believe it or not, John Wall's out. Did you know that? I don't know if that's hot news. Um, In this game, Phoenix, fifth in pace, Houston first. So we have a winner. That's the best combination of pace on the entire 12-game slate. So take note of that. We have Phoenix with the third best defense in the league, shutdown D. And Houston, of course, dead last. So that disparaging difference in defensive rating could create a blowout. There's no doubt about it. But a few things in Houston's favor. They're fresh. Phoenix on that road trip, second night of a back-to-back. Hopefully it keeps it closer. And we have some good prices here. As far as uh, the Phoenix side campaign at 7-6, definitely in play for me. He deserves that tag as far as his salary. Devin Booker at 9-5, been playing great, shooting the ball well. He's a pay-up option. Mikael Bridges at 6'2", Jay Crowder at 5'7", DeAndre Ayton at 7'4". Those are the next three best options and the only three I would consider. I think having two sons uh, on this card I think is very logical. Um, I'm you know, leaning a little bit more towards like a Payne Booker or you know, someone in, somewhere if I have enough salary. If not, I wouldn't feel too bad going a Payne Bridges or Payne Crowder. I like having that duo against Houston. 
And on the other side of the ball, you know, you I know it's a, a tough defense for Phoenix, but it is a great pace, and they can score the ball. Um, I've really loved watching Jalen Green the last couple of weeks. He's 6K, which is super fair for him for the volume shots uh, and minutes he's getting. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. at 6'8 is in play, as is uh, Christian Wood, who's now sub-8K at 7'9". Those would be the main guys that I'd look at. You can consider a Dennis Schroeder off the bench at 5'5". Uh, you're getting a lot of minutes for K.J. Martin at 4-5. Uh, other than that, a couple of overpriced guys and some guys that just uh, I don't trust to get minutes. So uh, definitely some potential here, Green being uh, number one, probably uh, Wooden Porter 2-3. All right, <clears throat> the other 8 o'clock games, the L.A. Lakers and Minnesota Timberwolves. Minnesota's favored by nine. It's a 238.5 total, so real nice total here uh, for sure. As far as coming into this game, Lakers 29 and 39, Minnesota 40 and 30. So I guarantee you no one would have believed at this point of the season when these two teams were playing that the Lakers would be 10 games under 500 and Minnesota 10 games over 500. But that's why you got to lace them up. Questionable tag on LeBron James. We never see that. It's, it's a first for his career. He's never been listed questionable. So that's big news as well. He's probably going to play. I haven't seen anything to say he won't. He did tweak his ankle in the last game, but tightened up the laces and played it out. So that at least keeps us having to watch the news on LeBron, even though I, I always consider him probable when I see questionable. Uh, so we'll see. T uh, THT is probable. And then two guys out, AD and Kendrick Nunn. For Minnesota, you've got uh, some important questionables. Uh, Patrick Beverly, who um, played the last one, so you know we'll see. I think he'll play, but definitely questionable. Uh, I doubt we're going to see Jared Vanderbilt. He's questionable, but he really tweaked his ankle in the last like 30 seconds of that last game. They had to carry him off, so uh, that'd be a pretty miraculous comeback, but I wouldn't touch him either way with that tender of an ankle. Uh, they also have McLaughlin and Reed as questionable. So all of a sudden, Minnesota's a little thin here, uh, and they already uh, know uh, Jaden McDaniels is out. So I take that back. Let me let me reverse here. I always confuse Vanderbilt, ugh, Vanderbilt and McDaniels because they're so similar of players. It was McDaniels that had the bad twist, and they carried him off. So that's why he's out. Vanderbilt was listed questionable last game and didn't play. So maybe he's back today. So uh, keep the news there because if Vanderbilt plays and he's no restrictions with McDaniels being out, he's a really good play. He's I think he's better than McDaniels. So Vanderbilt would be on my list. So let's follow that news. Again, it's Beverly McLaughlin, Reed Vanderbilt that we have to follow because they're all questionable and McDaniels is out. All right, statistically speaking on this game, uh, we've got the Lakers seventh in pace, Minnesota third. So this is the second best combination of pace on this entire slate. Defensively, nothing to write home about for the Lakers at 17th. Minnesota's scratched forward. They're all the way up to respectable 12th, and uh, that's why they're winning games. They're not just scoring, but they are defending a little bit better than they had uh, most of the season. A um, couple of things here. I mean, you've got LeBron, if he plays, certainly in play as an 11-2 buy-up option. You've got Cat at 10-6, very respectable buy-up option, especially if, you know, they start LeBron at center. Uh, you know, that's a big advantage for Cat uh, coming off that 60-point, real 60-point game. Uh, but two, you know, two pretty big pay-ups that you have to make a real commitment to. Uh, Rust, you never know what he's going to do, but he's 8-9. I just don't like the risk-reward there. Uh, you know, you got cheap prices on Monk and Reeves and Carmelo Anthony. You can at least talk a little bit about those guys, but I, I don't like them. I just don't – I don't believe in Reeves, Johnson, 
or you know any of those other guys they're they're playing briefly i just don't think you have hardly any ceiling there and there's enough value i don't think you have to dig in that deep um for the wolves if pat bev sits you know it opens up a little bit more for d'angelo russell at a fair 7-7 anthony edwards always has the potential to break the slate at 7-6 and like i said uh if vanderbilt Vanderbilt is ruled in without restrictions. He's only 5K. Uh, would be a pretty sharp play there. Uh, depending on Beverly news, it would you know probably get more minutes for Beasley at 4-6, Prince at 3-5, uh, maybe even McLaughlin a bit at 3-4, and Noel at 3-3. So they have the bench. Uh, it's not like Beverly in or out's going to really uh, deter their their rotation. So. Uh, fairly deep there, but I think really the, the focal point has to be, like always, Russell, Edwards, Vanderbilt, and Towns being the guys that we're looking at and uh, and possibly rostering. So definitely want some exposure to this game. I think it's a very, very nice game for DFS. All right, 8.30. We have one 8.30 game. It's the only one at 8.30. Oklahoma City Thunder, San Antonio Spurs. San Antonio favored by a big, fat 14. So that's unusual. Nice 234 and a half total, 110.25 for the Thunder, 124.25 for the Spurs. I don't think I've seen the Spurs with that high of a number this entire season. Massive questionable tag on SGA. It sounds like uh, Vegas thinks SGA is not going to play. That's why they have such a high favoritism to the Spurs because SGA is pretty much their only true NBA player. It's it's that bad. Uh, guys that are out for OKC favors Giddy, JRE, and Kenrich Williams. So, you know, again, OKC at 20 and 48, Spurs at 26 and 43. Neither team going anywhere. Uh, just, you know, I, Oklahoma City just does nothing basically but prepare for uh, the draft. So, uh, which they have a million picks. Statistics, uh, Let's see here. As far as uh, the Spurs guys, you have Kaycock, Doubtful, uh, Bates, Jop, Langford, and McDermott are out. So it's this. These two teams are tricky. Both teams give me headaches on a daily basis. Now the fact that they're playing each other definitely gives me a, a, a migraine headache. But statistically speaking, you've got Oklahoma City 15th in pace. Spurs sixth, so this game will get up and down. And two teams, uh, Oklahoma City middle of the road at 15th. They can be scrappy. Spurs down at 20th uh, defensively. So, you know, let's just find out the SGA news. If he's in, he's a great play at 10-2, let's face it. If he's out, what the heck do you do from here? How much is it going to blow out? How much of the bench is he going to use? Uh, it's pretty ugly. Trey Mann at 5-1, Aaron Wiggins at 4-7, Baisley 5-6, Olivier Saar at 3-5. Then you have Maladon, Pokacheski at 5-3, Lindy Waters, Vit Krejcik at Deadman 3, and Isaiah Roby at 5-5. That is a pathetic squad. That team should play Portland Trailblazers for the NBA championship, I think. Right. So not really feeling comfortable. And I know there's somebody's going to have to go off here. There's no doubt, especially if SGA sits, somebody on this Thunder team is going to be 10X. It's just, it's got to happen. Uh, the question is who? Maybe it's Trey Mann. I guess you could, he'd be the favorite right now in the clubhouse, but that does not say much. Pokachevsky, maybe. Uh, you know, you could take a stab here. But you're not going to feel really great about it, that's for sure. Um, on the San Antonio side, you know, in, in every conversation on every slate, DeJounte Murray should be in the top five discussion for buy-up because he's that darn good and he can score in every way, rebound, assist, steal, block, you name it. Uh, he is 10-7, which is fair. He deserves that. He's probably an 11K-plus guy, uh, but can be played here but it's very scary with the potential for blowout here. So major risk. If the Thunder keep it close throughout, Murray could be the highest scorer on the slate. If they blow them out, 
he could be a bust for you. So a uh, big risk there, definitely a GPP shot. Like I say, you know, with that high of a ceiling, but definitely scary. Uh, as far as the rest of them, you certainly can go with a value play here. If you feel comfortable enough, Josh Richardson, four five, absolutely crushed me last time after having like two or three really good games in a row. Devin Vassell, 5'6", is very capable of having a great game. Keldon Johnson had his career game last time at 6'4", but you can't count on him. Uh, Oklahoma City can't stop centers. Maybe Jakob Pertl's the play here. 7'1", very fair. Uh, he's due for one of those 40-50 burger nights. Maybe this is the night for Pertle. He's on my radar. But then you got this big bench. With Walker, Primo, Jones, Collins, Landale, and even Weiskamp. They're all getting in. He's playing like 11 guys, and it makes it makes you very uneasy. So you got two of the toughest DFS teams to figure playing against each other with a big spread. Uh, so, you know, definitely wouldn't recommend overplaying this game because of the downside, but you pretty much have to have a little bit of you know, ownership here because there are some great values and some, you know, there's going to be, it's not going to be 65 to 63. I mean, we're going to get a hundred and some points from both teams. So somebody's going to put the, put it on the board. This game could be a differentiator. If you play that one or two guys from it, uh, you get a couple of 10 Xers. This could be uh, the game that shifts the slate. All right. We have four games left. A nine o'clock, it's the only nine o'clock game. It's Chicago Bulls, Utah Jazz. Utah favored by six, 225 and a half total, 109.75 for the Bulls, 115.75 for uh, the Jazz. Coming into this game, uh, the Bulls are 41 and 27, Utah 42 and 26. Uh, probable tag for Zach Levine. We know Lonzo Ball, Patrick Williams out. Uh, for Utah, Trent Forrest, questionable. Azabuki, Bogdanovich, and House are out. So uh, definitely uh, Bogdanovich, who gets solid minutes every night, not playing in this outing. He's been on and off the court uh, with some injuries. Chicago's 16th in pace, Utah 20th. So nothing to write home about there. Chicago 19th defensively, Utah 9th. So this could be the game that gets lost in the shuffle for me because you can only play so many guys. Just not a lot of standouts or value that I'm really interested in. Levine's 8, DeRozan 9-6, Vuk's down to 8-6, but still those are three pay-up spots uh, going against a pretty good Utah team in Utah uh, with that elevation. Uh, the, the price ups similar with Utah. You've got Donovan Mitchell at 9 Rudy Gobert's only 7-5, which is fair for him, <clears throat> but there is some risk involved. And after that, you've got just a boatload of value, but I don't think it's value that I want. I don't want to soon move at 4-8, Javante Green at 3-6, Mike Conley at 5-5, Eric Paschal at 3-K, or Clarkson at 5-7, O'Neal at 4-2. You could drop all of those guys in the bucket for me. I don't want them. Way too much downside. Don't like this game at all. And I've got a feeling I'm going to come out of this with blanks. All right. The late slate, the after hour slate, two tens and a 1030, the first 10 o'clock game. Milwaukee Bucks, Sacramento Kings, and we have the highest total on the board. Milwaukee favorite on the road by nine, and it is 240. We've got the Magic 115 plus for both implied. Big number, 124.5 for the Bucks, and a pretty solid number in 115.5 for the Sacramento Kings. Milwaukee comes in 43 and 26, Sacramento 25 and 45. The Bucks are 11th in pace, Sacramento 10th, very respectable there. Defense, not so much. Milwaukee middle of the pack at 14, Sacramento the second worst defensive team in the league. They are 29th. Not many injuries here. Connaughton out with that broken thumb or hand or whatever he has that giant cast on with. And then the same two guys out for Sacramento in Davis and Lamb. So 
uh, looking at this game, you know, there are a couple of things to notice, just that, that huge uh, total. I mean, it's, it's a big number and you've got uh, obviously one of your top three or four pay up guys, every slate in Giannis eleven uh, seven. So he's an option here for sure. Certainly, you know, they can blow out Sacramento. It's possible. But if they do that, Giannis probably a big part of it. So certainly probably my second favorite pay up on the entire slate uh, as of right now. But, uh, you know, Holiday at 7-7, very much in play, If you know, and, and Milton at 7-8 as well. So you get fair mid-level prices on both those guys. And if this game stays close, uh, they certainly can get it done. Uh, Portis at 6-3. His stock's gone down a little bit now with 4K Brook Lopez. There'll be some rotation of minutes there with those guys. Um, that's, you know, that whole that whole group I mentioned, though, are all in play for me. Uh, certainly going to have some exposure to that side. Sacramento, it's, it's a bit simpler for me. You know, I talk about this every day, but it's true. You've got a two-man team here in Fox and Sabonis that have the best upside. Fox at 9-4, Sabonis at 9-2. Uh, you know, the problem is they're both going to get really good defense here holiday on fox and then that interior d of Giannis, portis and lopez against sabonis so no thanks it's going to be passed for me on the kings today uh maybe a one-off like i said on the milwaukee side don't particularly like any of the sacramental value so i'm not going to be stacking this game even though it's the highest total on the board it'll get a lot of attention you'll probably have some 2v2s from guys uh, and gals, but more than likely, I'm going to have a buck or two bucks in there, and at very most, a, a value play of one on the Sacramento side. All right, last two games on the slate, both 10 o'clock starts, Boston Celtics and Golden State Warriors, Golden State minus three. It's a 220 total, 108 and a half implied for Boston, 111 and a half for Golden State. Big Steph Curry had a monster game for me two nights ago on his birthday. So thank you, Steph, and happy birthday uh, to you. Uh, as far as coming into this game, Boston, and, and by the way, so there's no confusion, his birthday was two nights ago when he smashed for me. It's not this time. So Boston's 41 and 28, Golden State's 47 and 22. Two terrific teams here. And we have the number one and two defenses in the league. So is this just not even worth discussing? Do you not even talk about a DFS game with the top two defensive teams in the league? Not very much, to be honest with you. Uh, especially when the fact that both teams are pretty healthy, only one key guy in this game is listed uh, with that it concerns us. First of all, Naismith for Boston is out. The guy that I'm talking of is Andrew Wiggins from Golden State. He is questionable. So that is the piece of news that is important. It does definitely affect that rotation. They still know Iguodala or Peyton. Those two guys uh, remain out. So, again, you have the 23rd pace in Boston. Not good. Golden State, middle of the pack, basically at 13th. And then Boston, two, Golden State, one in defense. So, low total of 220, considering, you know, a lot of these high 230s in that 240 game we just discussed. Uh, so, that's a big stinger. Uh, the lower implied totals here and the great defenses and the, you know, rotations being pretty normal uh, unless Wiggins sits on that side with Draymond back. I mean, it's just not a good, not a good deal here. All these guys are priced high, so I'm not going to even waste time. I'm just not going here. I don't want to pay up big money in this game. I think everybody shares in, in the success of this game on each side. I think it's spread out. You get decent minutes for people. And uh, this game's a pass. And I think that's a wise move. All right. Uh, the last game, 1030, all by itself. So we do have a, a late night sweat, lock washer, whatever game you want to call it, in the Toronto Raptors, Los Angeles Clippers. Not another not great game for DFS. Toronto's favored by two, though, so that's a good sign. And it's a 217 total, so that's not bad either, uh, but not good. I mean, it's it, the fact that it's closer, though, is good. The total's not good. 
Fred Van Vliet, questionable every day. He's had this consistency of being questionable. Sometimes he plays, sometimes he doesn't. So it's not a slam dunk on the questionable. No idea which way that's going to go. Ananobi, doubtful, and Flynn out. For the Clippers, same guys. George Leonard, Powell, Preston, out. We've got statistically Toronto 27th in pace, uh, Clippers 18th. That's why you have the low total of 217. Defensively, both teams above average too. Toronto 13th, Clippers a really impressive eighth. So another game that's not super exciting. Uh, it'd be more exciting on the Toronto side if we had Van Vliet ruled out. Um, if he plays with no restriction restrictions, 8K is a fair price for him. If he doesn't play, then I have interest in Gary Trent at 6-6, at Scotty Barnes at 7-9, and Pascal Siakam at 9-1. Those are the only three guys I'd consider from the Toronto side for this game, and a lot of that would have to do if Van Bleet is in or out. So there are a few opportunities here if you want to do late swap. This is the only solo late game, so make sure if you play uh, one of those guys and it's really has to do with Van Vliet in or out that you uh, set yourself up for a fair swap here uh, for the late game. Reggie Jackson's been good, but he's 8-1, uh, so a little bit high for him, for me anyway. And then you have that just conglomeration of guys from last time as well when everybody was sitting that you ha you can take shots. Marcus is 5-6, Marcus Morris that is, maybe. Amir Coffey at 4-4, maybe. Uh, Terrence Mann had a, a game last time at 5-9. Kennard, 5K, had a decent game. But again, you've got those guys back with Jackson, Coffey, Morris, Batum, Zubox, Man Zubac, Mann, Kennard, Covington being back. Hartenstein gets minutes. So not, you know, really into that side of the ball. Marcus Morris would be the one exception that I would look at because uh, of his potential ceiling. But not a great game to finish the slate. Uh, really going to be loaded more so on the early games and then a little exposure to that Bucks sacramento game. That is it, my friends. I am gassed. I need some more coffee. But that gives you, and not a mere coffee, by the way, real coffee. Uh, but uh, that gives you everything. 12 games for this uh, awesome slate tonight. Really excited about it. Catch us up, catch us, man. Look for us. We're on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J O E S A R V A D I. Uh, come join us. You can get a three day pass for 10 bucks. We have an awesome MLB giveaway going on, we have an NCAA bracket. Uh, you can join us with a special, our MLB special that goes until October 2nd and you get these three bonus weeks for free, just go to dfscoachtalk.com and you can sign up for everything there. Please hit that thumbs up on the way out. Hit the subscribe button. Give me a comment. Let me know what you think. I've enjoyed spending this time with you. I really appreciate you listening in, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Even though it's only a one-gamer, we will be back to crush it in NBA DFS.